everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Meet me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I'll bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Well, I've never been so insulted in my life. Well, it's early yet. He's had a change of heart. A lot of good that'll do him. He's still got the same face. I welcome you with open arms. Is that so? How late do you stay open? This lady is my wife. You should be ashamed. If this lady is your wife, you should be ashamed. She looks as healthy as any woman I've ever met. You don't look as though you ever met a healthy woman. What? I could dance with you till the cows come home. Yeah. On second thought, I'd rather dance with the cows till you come home. <laughs> Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. Thank you, Groucho Marx. In case you didn't know, that's who that was. I am here with the jokester himself, David Cohen. Yeah. How are you? I'm well. Looking forward to this show. This and the next <clears throat> six shows. We are going to be entering into the world of comedy. We are going to be... For the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are going to be uh, purveyors, if you will, of the perfect. We are going to try with the same type of March Madness brackets that they use in college basketball to determine who is the funniest person of all time. And we're calling it our Maze Mayhem. David Cohen, how do you like the name? Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Good to start out with a, a bang here. That was great to hear. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> so excited. You should have consulted me on that one before you just kind of bombed. What would you do? What would you do? Let's hear it. I, I don't know. Something something other than that. <clears throat> but the point is that, you know, this is going to work like, like the sweet 16, the bracket of 68. And we're going to narrow it down to find the funniest person, not the funniest actor or funniest comedian or fun you know this or that just the funniest person is that is that an accurate description that is correct and we are going to be joined for the yes. next six shows with our friend the droll man himself or a very droll if you will uh dan newberger high school friend of ours going way back when to half holly hills high school he's dan how are you doing this morning Oh, great. What, what do you mean by droll? That sounds like a negative thing. It's, yeah, it is a negative. <laughs> droll like, is another. No, look it up. A thesaurus for a comedian, a comedy, another word for being for comedic is droll. And a droll is what you are. And droll sometimes might be a little bit dry, if you will. Uh, comedy like. Uh, do you want to just start the whole show over? Or? I would like to start it and just sort of turn your microphone off and then we could really <laughs> start. Way, with is, there, is, is there another word for thesaurus? <laughs> synonym i guess um all right listen we got to get rolling here i'm going to give a list real quick to the audience just so you can hear we have a list of 67 that we are starting with is a play-in game for eight of them or four play-in games if you will uh but let's just i'm going to do this real quick just to give you the universe of where we are we've got jerry seinfeld richard Pryor, the marx brothers bob newhart carol burnett george carlin eddie murphy bill murray monty python Larry David, David Letterman, Woody Allen, Walter Matthau, Kate McKinnon, Gary Shandling, Martin Short, Louis C.K., Roseanne Barr, Julia Louise-Dreyfus, Matt Groening, uh, David Sedaris, Gilda Radner, Jack Benny, 
Steve Martin, Bob and Ray. Are you Abba, reading them all? Yes, Bob and Ray, Abba Costello, Lucille Ball, Jackie Gleason, we'll Art Carney. Go get a coffee, oh, David. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, John, uh, Gene Shepard. And others. No, Bob okay, Hope, Carl Reiner, Sid Caesar, Chris Rock, W.C. Fields, Will Ferrell, Don, Don Knotts, Who's John Will Candy. Will uh, Laurel, the more you interrupt, the longer it takes. Laurel and Hardy, uh, uh, Albert Brooks, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, Jerry Lewis, Harold Ramis, Mark, Milton Berle. Any more? Robin Williams. How about Tina Fey, Johnny Carson, Don Rickles. Rodney Dangerfield, Mel Brooks, Joan Rivers, Lenny Bruce, Lily Tomlin, Bill Cosby, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Betty White, Neil Simon, Madeline Kahn, The Onion, Andy Kaufman, Smothers Brothers, Key and Peele, The Three Stooges, Eugene Levy, Christopher Guest, and Alan King. Those or that, if you will, is the universe. Dan, how did you come up with the, we all, what we did was we took three uh, or one third of that list is of each of us. So we, we, we took uh, people that we wanted to have participate in. Dan, what was your category? What was your, your thought in terms of how did you get people involved? What, which person you chose? Why'd you do it? So just so that the listeners understand, we started out with about 2,000 names, went through 42 sessions already just to narrow it down to this list of roughly 68 for, uh, for the funniest acts. Um, well, it, it, I mean, it's also almost impossible to, to try and choose who the funniest person is. This is going to be a really interesting conversation. I went through the process in my mind. I was like, well, what are the criteria that you would use to determine who the funniest person or act ever was? And so I... I'll be interested to hear what you guys think about this, but I looked at it from a couple of different perspectives. I thought, okay, first of all, you want to make sure that the person or the or the act is consistent over time, right? The ability to make people laugh over a period of time, um, I think, is something that would determine someone's funniness. Um, a person who can make somebody laugh over a sustained period of time across multiple settings and contexts uh, is would, would somebody like a Billy Crystal or an Eddie Murphy, right? I would put them in that type of a category. The second thing was creativity. Because I think a truly funny person often has a unique and creative approach to humor. They're able to take an ordinary situation or everyday observation and turn them into something hilarious. People like Bob Newhart, George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, and so on. Um, I think as I was contemplating, you know, who would I put on my list of the funniest people? One of the things that kept coming up for me was the delivery. The delivery of a joke or a comedic performance, I think, is crucial. A, a funny person has the ability to use timing, tone, physical movements, whatever, to enhance the comedic effect of their joke. So somebody like a Jack Benny going back a while or, or Lucille Ball or Stephen Wright, who I actually saw earlier this week um, in New Jersey. Um, another thing that I thought about, and this one actually admittedly would put as lesser of a criteria, but I do think it's one that is important in terms of like thinking through who the, the funniest person ever was. And and that's what, what kind of an impact did, did they have on the culture or society? Um, like some comedians have had a very significant impact on popular culture and have left a lasting legacy that continues to influence the way that we think about and approach humor. So think about somebody like Lenny Bruce. Um you know, for me, he was just a brilliant observationist and, and very funny in the way that he did it. And and I will tell you that one of the things that, and this actually was reinforced to me earlier this week when I was at the comedy show was, do I laugh out loud? Does this act or person make me laugh out loud? To me, that's the difference between being entertaining and being funny. 
So if you think about it, like the, the original cast of Saturday Night Live, they made me laugh out loud because it was just outrageous. The more recent iterations of the show are certainly entertaining, but they don't make me laugh out loud as much. And as a result, I just don't think they're as funny. So those were some of the criteria that I used as I was thinking through. I know I'm probably a lot more analytical <laughs> than you know than most no. people are about this no, kind of stuff. Man. I know it's hard to believe. Well, that's a strange thing because that's exact. I was going to say those exact words. You took the script right uh, out from under me. I I did the same exact thing. Oh, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in the audience was thinking that. No, that's a great way to organize it. I think and uh, and present uh, what your thinking is. And I I I'm going to ask David Coney. Do you have anything to add, or what did you? What was your criteria? I just, you know, pulled names out of a hat. So less analytical, but nonetheless, I did it. Okay. So. And so uh, along those lines, I just did something where it was people that I want to watch again. I, I did a lot of what Dan said there. It's very true. Yeah, you know, I'm in the back of my mind. Yeah, sure. Sure. All that stuff factors in. All right. So let's start rolling here. We've got Alan King again against Christopher Guest here. And let's oh, hear so this, it. Is this a play in bracket? Like, this what is, is this? Play in, exactly? This is the play in brackets. We're doing the four play in brackets. Okay. In fact, we have no four time to do ins. this. So we're already behind. I, we will uh, come back after this uh, and we will begin. How about that? We'll start afresh with the play in brackets on everything old is new against Maze Mayhem. If you want to participate, email us at Old new again at AOL.com, old new again at AOL.com, and or check out the website. We're going to put the brackets up on the website and uh, participate that way. We'll be back right after this and everything old new again. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Hi, this is Alan Alda, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Ah, uh, yes, and we're also here with Dan Newberger, and we're now going to open the door and get into the game. The stadium is filled with people cheering we're going crazy it's march madness but not really it's called maze mayhem or you want to call it may madness and uh, Mar maze mayhem is at least more creative but david Cohen, what's maze it? mayhem <clears throat> what it, it's two m that's call what it, it is keep going. so now we are going to listen to some clips and decide and we're going to try to see if we can do this uh with a semblance of of civility let's not fight each other too much over who do we like better Alan King or Christopher Guest? Alan King first. It's a funny name, Yoel, isn't it? It's not Julius, it's not Joel. No, no. Yoel. He was the dumbest man that ever lived. The minute he come to my mother's house on Sunday, the minute he sat in the chair, he'd fall asleep. And then he would break wind and wake himself up. Now, before we discuss, let me just play that juxtaposed to Christopher Guest. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to eleven. Eleven. Exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to eleven. Okay. There we go. So. I'm going to start with our guest on this one, and we'll we'll round robin this. But Dan, what are your thoughts of uh, Alan King versus Christopher Guest, and who is your vote for? Well, I mean they're they're both. I love them both. They're both hilarious. But 
I, well, I think Alan King is a much better storyteller, a comedian in the classic sense. I actually would say in my vote, I would say Christopher Guest is funnier. I mean, you think about what he's been in. This is Spinal Tap, which I love. Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, Princess Bride. He's been in so many things that would just, I think, classic comedies. I'd have to go with Christopher Guest. David Cohen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Alan King, but, you know, it was a very specific time that he was in. And he, you know, wasn't allowed to probably talk about as much as I'm sure he'd like to have talked about as, as did many other comedians back then. So I think they were limited and constrained in some way, but you know, regardless, I, yeah, I think Christopher guest is the guy because yeah, I mean, he's written and produced and, and starred in so much funny stuff. It's, it's hard to deny his impact. So yeah, Chris guest for me. I would also add that Christopher guest, um, I'm not going to say pioneered, but he did, uh, he did something that they do on Larry David does now and, and other people are doing now is they, they, he crafted scenes and a movie, if you will, and a, with an outline, but not uh, not a script. And oh, yeah, he, he was he he created he almost created the mockumentary. Exactly. Yeah, which exactly. So I guess it is a pioneer. You're right, David. Yeah. So mockumentary is the best way to put it. So so on top of things, that creativity really puts him over the top besides his performance. And he's writing this stuff and uh, the stuff that he's saying anyway. He's hysterical. So, uh, yeah, Christopher Guest wins that round. Now, all right, we have... The play-in, the first play-in. First play-in. We have a winner. Yes. Plus, he, I think he should win just because he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis, who I think is, even though she's you know getting up there in age, she's, she's smoking hot. So. She sure was. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, who was Alan? But Alan King was married to, to somebody really famous, too. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll Google it while you guys are talking. You know, in honor of Alan King, who right. we've moved on from now. Next, we are on to the Three Stooges and Eugene Levy. Three Stooges, we know them. See that? Uh, oh, please. Pick out two. One, two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Look at that. Oh. I think we now get the I idea. You. <laughs> Why you? Oh! Yeah. Very, uh, very thoughtful comedy there. And then we've got Eugene Levy. But we started dancing. He didn't want to dance. I, I was like dancing by myself. I did not want to dance because. Say, get uh, up, get up, Jerry. I no, kept saying, no. Oh, I can't dance. I can't. I've got two left feet. I've got two left feet. <laughs> I, I thought he was kidding. But I wasn't. Um, I I was born uh, with two uh, left feet, and they had a uh, a nickname uh, for me. They used to call me Loopy uh, because you know I would walk in little loops, uh, kept going in circles. How are you? <laughs> there we go, David Cohen. That's Eugene Levy, actually. David Cohen. Which uh, would you select? That's this is a tough one for me. Yeah, it's not so tough for me because I like Eugene Levy. Um, he was Bobby Bittman. We used to do that bit. How are you? We co-opted that. So and and yeah, talk about someone who's been in the business a long time. Wow. Now he has his own show and it's great. But with that said, you know, I think the Three Stooges had much more of an impact going forward on comedy, believe it or not, than I think he ever will. Um 
So I got, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm leaning towards the Stooges, baby. I have to tell you the truth. Uh, I've been watching the Stooges since I was like eight. And if it comes on the TV now, especially if they have Curly after Curly, I think they jumped the shark there. But when Curly is with the Stooges, holy smokes, um, I have to still watch it. But it's 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 hurts me because uh, Eugene Levy, I really, really love everything that he does. And um, it's just hard for me. But just it just I have got to go with the Stooges on it as well, just for the longevity and their timelessness. And I don't think anybody else has done or does or did. I mean, this slapstick, but some things that they that they did, the chances they took uh, on the on the, all the routines and so forth. So I'm going to go with the Stooges. Dan, you're, I think is going to disagree with us. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I am going to disagree with you. And I love the Three Stooges. You know, I grew up watching them on i think it was wpix in new york um my brothers and i did the slapstick together you know to this day i walk up to my kids and go and but having said all of that eugene levy i think is a genius i mean from his time in second city television up to schitt's creek and the reluctant traveler and his movies best in show american pie um I just think he's incredibly funny, understated kind of guy. So as much as I like the Three Stooges as a kid, they made me laugh. That slapstick humor to me is not as funny today over time as it was once. And I think Eugene Levy has a lot of longevity. He's done it in so many different contexts or or media, if you will. Uh, So I'd have to go with Eugene Levy. All right, there we go. Um, I could be convinced one way or the other, but I, I made my vote, so I'm going to go there. But that, that is a tough one, and this is going to get tougher as we go. Um, so majority rules, right? Majority Wait rules. That, that is That's a, why there's three of us. Correct. Okay. So stooges. So let's go now. Let's take a look. We've got so many to do. We're just going to keep on plowing through it here, and I think it's uh, it's going to lead to some discussion of the arguments you love to have, as we used to say, right? Uh, how about The Onion versus Andy Kaufman? The Onion first. I'm talking about Brian Pete, the fat boy from Richmond, Virginia, who successfully averted ridicule by swimming, get this, with his shirt on. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Brian, who's been fat since birth, was tired of being made fun of at the community pool. So when it came time to hit the water, Brian devised a plan to keep his upper body covered. Now today, the Onion News Network has more on that fat little boy's big fat discovery. <laughs> a supersized welcome to you, my friend, Brian. Thank Thanks you. for being here. You bet. So, Brian, for our viewers who may not be familiar with our story, tell us what happened. Well, I kept my shirt on while I was swimming. Yes, you did, but it was a lot more than that because that shirt shielded you from the ridicule of others. It made them completely unaware of your oversized stomach and a pair of floppy breasts. Isn't that right? Yeah. No <laughs> this is just horrible, but so <laughs> funny. We got to go real quick, Andy Kaufman, and we'll make our vote and come on back. Um, so anyway, I quit the show and my wife. Uh, at that time, I was wrestling women on Saturday Night Live. And I got a lot of hate mail, and um, no producer would hire me after that. So one day I was at my manager's office uh, trying to get an engagement for a dinner theater in Wisconsin, and I got a call from my wife's lawyer. She wanted a divorce. And, <laughs> She got a divorce, she got the kids, the house, she got all my money, oh, not all my money, but some, anyway, she, she got everything. I moved to New York and now, that's what I'm doing now, living in New York and I, um, I, I don't really have anything. Uh, <coughs> so anyway, um, 
if anybody could, I, I know this sounds like a cliche, but uh, if you could, any extra money, I would appreciate it. He goes into that the it? audience. Was that the funny clip? Yeah, he goes <laughs> exactly. We were back to continue and discuss and determine. Here, I think. Not my clips, but who's better? Who's funnier? The Onion or Andy Kaufman? We'll be back right after this. And everything old is new again. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. This is Bernie Coppell, also known as Siegfried from Get Smart. You are listening to Everything Old is New Again. You understand? Good. <laughs> uh, we're back here on Everything Old is New Again doing our maze mayhem, trying to find out who is the funniest person of all time we left off there with the onion and andy kaufman and uh well yeah, the problem is you guys talk about the clip for andy kaufman there's a lot of uh things to do but we we have limited time his most of his stuff just to get to the joke if you want to call it that takes minutes and minutes and minutes it's very hard to 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 put andy kaufman he doesn't do jokes so you can't do something in like 30 seconds you know anyway i i think i go first this time so the onion makes me crack up the onion is never not funny the onion to me is hysterical uh but i'm curious do we take into consideration popularity i don't know that everyone knows the onion i know everyone does know andy kaufman finally andy for to me andy kaufman was so incredibly creative as we talked about with christopher guest a little bit creating something or doing performance art and doing things that no one had ever done before uh that put you on edge and sometimes you didn't know what the joke was is there a joke or not and then when you just you, you cannot could not forget his appearances on uh, Saturday Night Live and Letterman and so forth. Uh, and, of course, he did Taxi. He was brilliant there. So I'm going to have to go with Andy Kaufman, but it's a, it's a, it's a, a tough call. Uh, Dan, where are you on this? It, this one, to me, is not all that hard. So, uh, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of The Onion. It's funny, but, you know, whatever. Um, Andy Kaufman is – now, if we were talking about the most insane funniest act, Andy Kaufman for sure would be toward the top of my list. But it's like watching a train wreck – there's stuff that he did that made me like sit at the edge of my seat going, is this guy like, like for real? I remember him on Saturday Night Live singing the Mighty Mouse song. I, he's bizarre, but I, I think he's more insane than funny. So I, I'm actually going to go with the onion. Well, how about that? After that, after that uh, yeah, rousing, rousing show of support. You know, I hate the onion. I never found <laughs> right. it funny. I'm going to go with the onion. <laughs> exactly. Um, but whatever. Hey, some people say never guys made act. me laugh. <laughs> never, ever made me laugh. But you know what? I like the onion. David Cohen, where so, are you going I, on this? Well, it is difficult. So the onion, to me, like, I didn't even, I, I knew they did some video and audio stuff, but I just remember the onion, just the headlines that they were known for, you know, whatever was going on in the news, and they would come out with a headline, and I ne it never failed to make me literally laugh out loud. So, oh, this is tough, because they're so, you know, they're so completely different. How could you compare Andy Kaufman to anybody, really, in comedy? Oh, but I'd say if we're looking at the funniest, like what makes me laugh, right? I got to go with the onion. I'm sorry. Wow. There's an upset. There's definitely an upset, the onion. And I get it. I get it. Because you, Dave, if you haven't seen, go on YouTube. There, there's tons and tons. I think they have their own channel, whatever, of uh, a video 
from them. And it, it, it there's okay, no, and they're gutsy because yeah. I remember yes. too. You know, we talk about doing things out of the box and not which Andy Kaufman was famous for. But like 9-11, The Onion wasn't afraid. They came out with a headline like literally a day or two after, which, you know, when I when I read it after that whole mess, I actually laughed at it. So I really respected that they weren't afraid, unlike like Ben Stiller, who didn't want to go on for the Saturday Night Live show. Right. right. Funny. But The Onion really was bold and, and really tried to make people laugh even at a, at a horrific time in history. So and, and they they do issues that, you know, um, the, the clip we just had, the fat child, you know, like doing that, you're laughing at it, but you're not laughing at the fat child. You're laughing at how silly the whole situation like, you know, exactly. that's what comedy is. You got to take a chance. You got to possibly offend that's okay that's what comedy is speaking of which key and peel also do that kind of thing uh in their comedy i really like them and when i was growing up i really loved the smothers brothers so those two are up against each other let's get a little God, so, so right now oh, so wait a minute oh, oh, sorry <laughs> oh sorry that's all right yeah andy kaufman lost to the onion couldn't even get he couldn't even get into the past the play in round right this was a play yeah yeah well, that's that. sad. Yeah. Wow. I he might be in a wrong that. category. He might be, not be the funniest. He might be something else, as Dan said, the craziest. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I, just to clarify, I, I didn't say that. I didn't think the onion was funny. It just it was, it was not. I'm not a Let's huge rewind, fan. Rewind of it. that tape, Doug. I call a replay. I call a replay. But I just Andy Kaplan to me just he was bizarre. I just didn't laugh out loud at him. Okay. All right, here we go. Key and Peel. I taught school for 20 years in the inner city. So don't even think about messing with me. Let's take a roll here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay. So that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. Balake. Where is Balake at? No, no Balake here today. Yes, sir. My name's Blake. Blake. Do you wanna go to war, Balake? No. Because we could go to war. No. I'm for real. So you better check yourself. D-nice. If one of y'all says some silly name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Now, D-nice. Do you mean Denise? Son of you say your name right, right now. Denise? You say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. D-nice. That's better. Thank you. There you, you go. Key and Peel. And that's, that clip is even longer and funnier as it goes along. But anyway, let's just, uh, efficiency here, let's go right to the Smothers Brothers and we'll do a little bit of a vote on this. If you're gonna sing like that, then you don't sing the rest of the rest of the show, okay? I'll do I'll do a song my way. We like to do Yeah, well, Mom always liked you best. Tom, <laughs> Tom, um, um, wait a minute. I think you you just you just want sympathy from the audience. You never right? played with me. Oh, I didn't. Nobody ever played with me. We let you play games with us. Every time we played spin the bottle. I was the bottle. You were... <laughs> Uh, there we go. All right, listen. Uh, I think we're starting with Dan at this point. Uh, Dan, where are you on these two? Well, so Key and Peel are funny. I I especially like um, Keegan Michael Key. I think he's hilarious. He's in actually a new show now that my wife and I just watched. It. it it's a crazy premise, uh, Schmigadoon, but it's actually really funny. It's very well done. Um, I I actually Jordan Peel to me isn't all that funny. Um, but I think he is hilarious. But if I compare them to the Smothers Brothers, um, you know, the Smothers Brothers, I mean, these guys still make me laugh. They, they were great musicians, folk singers, comedians. Um, I would have to go with the Smothers Brothers. Okay. Uh, David Cohen, where are you on this? 
No, this, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. Because, this, you know, the Smothers Brothers were funny, but again, it was like a time period. And, and I think that it was a different time and they were restrained in what they could talk about, even though they really pushed the envelope themselves, for sure. I, I don't know. I think just who makes me laugh again, it's Key and Peel makes me laugh more than the Smothers Brothers. That's what it comes down to for me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I find this interesting that we got uh, comedy teams against com- a comedy team against a comedy team. Both of them do and uh, and and participate in social commentary through their art. Uh, so they are similar, just in different decades. Mm-hmm. Smothers Brothers, I loved growing up, but it became sort of the same act over and over again. Play the song, interrupt the song, uh, talk something silly, and then get back to the song and so forth. And after a while, it became sort of a routine, I'm going to say. Um, you could expect and know what, what they were going to say, though they were saying different things, and they fought and were fired for fighting the censorship on television at the time right. and the war and so forth. So, um, Nothing to, nothing to take away from them, but I agree. Key and Peel just it makes me laugh uh, out loud uh, on some of these uh, some of these skits that they have, and so I, I have to I have to go with them as well. So that's where we're at right now with the play-in. So so far we've got Christopher Guest, the Three Stooges, the Onion, and Key and Peel are in the game. Now we're going to go to, now we've got down to 64 to go. Now we're down to 64. Now to 64. So let's just take a look real quick. Christopher Guest, we've already heard. So Christopher Guest, we're doing the the playing person, is up against Madeline Kahn. So let's just hear her and we'll talk about that. (laughs) Did you see? I put a special hamper in the bathroom just for your shirts, and the other one is just for socks and poo-poo undies. Here I come. Uh, there we go from uh from mel brooks of course young Young frankenstein Frankenstein. hello we'll be back i hate to say this i don't want to cut this conversation short so we'll be back to determine christopher guest against madeline khan in maze mayhem and everything old again Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from TV's Batman. You're listening to Douglas Viviani and David Cohen's fabulous radio show, Everything's Old is New Again, to the Batmobile citizens. Ah, yes, we're back here. Dan uh, Newberg is joining us. Dan, you're impressed by all these intros of these stars that have been on our show in the past. Yeah, because I remember them all when when they were actually new. It's kind of scary. Now, we're continuing to determine... And fight over the brackets, if you will, the various games, we call it, of uh, celebrities, uh, comedians, who's the most or the funniest person. Madeline Kahn versus Christopher Guest. David Cohn, you have to lead the game on this one. First conversation. Yeah. I don't know. Madeline Kahn was so funny. Everything she did, every movie she was in. I only saw her in movies, but and maybe maybe like back in the day when they had, you know, these variety shows and she would come on as a guest. Yeah, I think I still have to lean towards Christopher Guest, just body of work and, you know, yeah, got to go with Chris Guest. I agree. Madeline Kahn is hysterical. Everything she did is great. I just the volume of work, maybe I don't know, is not as as much as uh, as Christopher Guest, if I had to make some determining factor. Uh, So I'm going to and I still go with the idea that Christopher Guest is very, very creative in the in creating a sort of a new form of 
of comedy. So I will I will go with Christopher Guest. Uh, Dan, where are you on this one? Yeah, it's unanimous, isn't it? I mean, I, I love Madeline Kahn, but her voice can be annoying to me sometimes. So I gotta go with Christopher Guest. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think that's one of the funniest parts about her is that voice. But I can see that. I could definitely see that. She's she was a piece of work though. All right, listen, here we go. Let's dive into another one. Martin Short. And you and you and, and, and you met your husband. I did the wonderful Richard Louis Dreyfus. No, that that is not my husband. He's not your husband. No, people often make that mistake. They do, I bet. His name isn't Louis Dreyfus. His name is Richard Dreyfus with two S's, and I'm Louis Dreyfus with one S. And you married Richard after or before? I didn't marry Richard in. You lived together in sin because that was the era. I'm married to Brad Hall, Jimmy. But you took Richard Dreyfus's surname. Why? It's just so pretty. You're working on anything? Anybody? Uh, let's see. Um, you do me. Do I do you? Betty yes. Davis. Well, I mean, you aren't that easy to do. Then we'll skip it. I just wanted to know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he literally just imitated her and she didn't get it. <laughs> anyway, Martin Short versus, Short versus Milton Berle. I'm going to not play the clip. We know Milton Berle is stand-up. We know Milton Berle. Uh, yeah, and his uh, his presentation. So I have to lead the, the way on this one. To me, it's clear Martin Short over Milton Berle. Milton Berle never really hugely made me funny, though. I do respect in the 70s, Mister. I think it was Thursday Night and a pioneer in comedy on television. It didn't translate to me, even on the D. Martin roasts. I never thought he was all that funny, just just me. Um, uh, so he would just tell jokes, and as time, he wasn't the most wonderful. And if you see that when he does characters, they're horrible <laughs> to say it. But uh, okay, so that's me, Dan. So I'm partial to Milton Berle because I met him as a child and actually got his autograph, which is still on my wall, uh, at the Roy Raiden Vaudeville in Hempstead, Long Island back in the like it had to be like 1972 or something like that. So having said that, similar to my other um, logic, I'm going to go with Martin Short because I just think he's brilliant. <laughs> and if I have to choose between the two, it's Martin Short for sure. All right, there we go. So Martin Short wins that one. We're rushing a little bit, but I want to get through a couple here. Uh, I, I will talk more about Martin Short next time, whoever he's up against next. So how about Larry Dave against Roseanne Barr? Well, I didn't even get the vote. Okay, oh, go ahead. Holy smokes. Go ahead. Sorry about that. What's your thought on Martin Short? Yeah, it's unanimous. Let's move on. Ah, okay, there we go. All right, Larry David against <coughs> Roseanne Barr. It's always been a dream of mine to meet julia louis dreyfus and <laughs> just meet her in person and if you could just make a phone call and make that happen that would be so great you know what um, i'm be... more than happy to call her up i can't guarantee so no, it's so hard to get no, anything no. absolutely guaranteed yeah. exactly. it's like when it gets buried <clears throat> you don't know if it's guaranteed or either no. i agree with you there i know i can make something happen i don't say i think i can make something happen i can make something happen i just wanted to be clear that it's just a dream of I mine. think you're pretty clear. We have an understanding. This is, this has to be buried. Yeah. Okay, we, I'm yeah. going to give you my number. Great. <laughs> uh, Wayne Fetterman has uh, been on our show, by the way, uh, in, in in that scene as well. A friend of the show, I think. Um, I'm going to start this one with, uh, uh, to me, uh, what am I saying? We've got to do, uh, well, we know Roseanne Barr. Do you need to hear a little something on Roseanne? Here's a little something. Sure, why not? She was fun to hear. Absolutely. Have you ever noticed that fat people don't think like skinny people? We have our own way of thinking. Like, did you ever ask a fat person for directions? Because you go up to them on the street and ask them where something is, and they tell you like this. Well, go down here to Arby's. <laughs> and go right past Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. It's that chocolate brown building down there. <laughs> but it's good that I'm fat, though, because I'm a mom, and fat moms are better than skinny moms. Because what do you want when you're depressed? Some skinny mom? 
Well, why don't you jog around a while and that'll release adrenaline in your blood and you'll better cope with stress. <laughs> or some fat mom. Well, let's have pudding, Oreos, and marshmallows. There you go. So who has to start this one off? I think it goes to Dan at this point. Dan, you're first. Um, there's no question in my mind, Larry David. I mean, he's uh, he's not only a hilarious writer, but he's as a comedic actor, I think he's brilliant. So you got to go with Larry David. Uh, of course, uh, forced behind Seinfeld as well as his own show, of course, David Cohen. Oh, this is really tough. Really, really tough. Because I think Larry David's sort of a one-trick pony, even though he's really funny. Um, and, and Roseanne has been... She was a great stand-up. She created one of the an iconic sitcom, and she's funny in even serious roles or semi-serious roles she plays. Ugh. I'll pass, Doug. Go ahead. Uh, I have to go, and I agree with everything you said, uh, but that voice grates on me, too. I never really... <laughs> I really loved her humor, though I respect nice. it in the show. I respect it. So, a two lot. women have been up and they've been denied because yes. of the grading voices. We're really, we're doing well, guys. Go. David Cohen. Uh, I am going to go with Larry David. I can't help it. That's what happens. Uh, let's go into someone that you suggested, Matt Gronig uh, versus Lucille Ball. I'm not going to play clips with Running Behind. We both know who that is. Matt Gronig is the force behind uh, The Simpsons, been on 25 years. Uh, and we're going to start with. Um, uh, with Dan on this. Oh, I'm sorry, we just started with Dan. That's going to be starting with me. Uh, I love The Simpsons, love how creative it is. The longevity is incredible. Lucille Ball, coincidentally, had just as much longevity. She was uh, an unbelievable actress and a uh, force behind Star Trek. So I have to, without hesitation, uh, vote for Lucille Ball. <laughs> uh, Dan, where are you on a hundred percent agree. I, I've never been a huge fan of The Simpsons, although I respect, you know, what Matt Groening has been able to do over a long period of time. But Lucille Ball is Lucille Ball. How do you not vote for her? So I got to go with Lucille Ball. David? Well, just for the record, I would I would just take the opposite and I would vote for Ro Roseanne Barr just on the record. Maybe it's because I lost it anyway. But <laughs> so this one, listen, guy, I'm probably one of the few people I, I see nothing funny of Lucille Ball. I don't find her the least bit funny. Believe it or not, wow. I appreciate the talent and, and her influence. Never found her funny. So Macaroni to me would be the answer. Wow, how about that? That's very interesting. Lucy. And Lucy had yeah. the voice also, David, just so we were Gosh. on that. So now she won. With no, the it wasn't the voice. I just didn't think she was very funny. Well, I'm just I thought Desi funny. Arnaz was funnier than her. How about that? Wow. All right, we can talk about that next time. Whoever she's up against, let's go talk about John Candy real quick. She's only six. That is not a valid excuse. I hear that every day, and I dismiss it. I don't think I want to know a six-year-old who isn't a dreamer or a silly heart. And I sure don't want to know one who takes their student career seriously. I don't have a college degree. I don't even have a job. <laughs> but I know a good kid when I see one. Because they're all good kids. Until dried-out, brain-dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. You so much as scowl at my niece or any other kid in this school and I hear about it, I'm coming looking for you. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Of course, from Uncle Buck. That's your funny John Candy and clip. Here we go, Mike Myers. It's Wink World! Wink World! Party time! Excellent! All right! Woo! Welcome time to party. Welcome to Wayne's World. I'm your excellent host, Wayne Campbell. With me, as always, is Garth. Party on, Wayne. Oh, party on, Garth. Okay. All right. We had an excellent summer. Excellent. Okay. Let's move on. All right. The remains of the day with Academy Award winners Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. 
I thought it was a tour de force portrayal of the repressed emotions of the English psyche. <laughs> Set against the backdrop of fascistic pre-war Britain. Well, I thought it was breathtaking. Garth sucked. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jurassic Park. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah, it was real cool and real scary. Oh, yeah. And Laura Dern, what? she's a babasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> she's a Tyrannosaurus sex. There we Major go. Chickadactyl. I'm sorry. David Cohen, John Candy versus Mike Myers in the few moments we have left. Mike Myers. Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm going John Candy, clearly, and uh, for sure in my world. And so it goes down to Dan Newberger. Yeah, this is this is another difficult decision because I love John Candy. I think he's funny and everything that he's been in. But I think Mike Myers is brilliant as a character actor, as a comedian, stand-up, acting. So I, I'm going to go with Mike Myers. All right, there we go. I hate to say we've had to cut through things a little bit quickly this week. Next week we'll be back with more of Everything Old is New against May's Mayhem. We are going to find out who is the funniest person of all time. Right now we've got Christopher Guest, Three Stooges, The Onion, Key and Peele, uh, let's see, Martin Short, Larry David, Lucille Ball, and Mike Myers. We'll be back next week. Everything old is new again. Thank you, gentlemen. Yay! So I got to tell you guys, my phone is blowing up. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, everybody is weighing in on the one who's